0: 25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101. ESPN.
1: Good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing, and with me is my friend, longtime caddy, John Perlis-Perly. Good morning.
2: Uh, Good morning, Jay. Just thrilled to be here. Fun stuff to talk about today, and uh, let's get rolling.
1: Yeah, we formatted a show just like around the golf. The first segment is called On the Range, and the On the Range segment is brought to you by Golf Discount, where St. Louis chefs for all of its golf needs. Now, this is crucially important. And I'm gonna quiz you on this. Okay.
2: Should I write it our down? Our social
1: media outlets.
2: i am not write it down.
1: Get ready. I'm not writing it down. Twitter? I'm not ready. It's Jay Delsing. Facebook, golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is just Jay Delsing and this is Jay Delsing's everywhere. And our Instagram is Who cares? Who gives a damn? Nope. We don't care. Okay. We got another show. I'm excited about this show. Uh, general overview. We got Justin Hoagland with Golf Tech. We got Whack and Chase uh, yes, segment yes, in there. Yes. It's going
2: to be fantastic. Great interview with Jim Bones Mackay. Just fantastic. After my own heart, caddy, kind of caddy extraordinaire. Yeah, Love
1: absolutely. It. And then we've got our Mike Duffy date confirmed for the twenty third. So um, let's go down to Justin Hoagland, city manager at Golf Tech and fellow PGA professional. And don't forget the August sale at Golf Tech: up to twenty percent off lesson plans and programs. It is the time for their lowest prices on lessons throughout the year.
3: Hey, thanks for having me again, Jay. Hey, we're really excited to be offering this month a significant discount on our lesson programs at Golf Tech, like I said last week. Listeners can save up to 20% off of all of our lesson programs this month. Absolutely the best time to get in on the best pricing of the year and get the best instruction available in the industry. Our PGA instructors uh, will customize a specific improvement game plan over a 3, 6, or 12-month period, which includes weekly lessons, in-bay practice, using our video playback of their swing, and even we even post your lessons uh, to a Golf Tech member's performance webpage for, for their further review and, and retention. You won't find all of these features um, together anywhere else as part of the golf learning environment out there. So... Uh, we're unique in that, and over the past several months, I've talked about how we help improve golfers of all skill levels, and it's truly a passion of ours at, at Golf Tech. Our coaches are equipped uh, to help their games, and we're motivators, we're coaches, we're instructors, and we really customize a program for anyone anyone who uh, wants to get serious about their game. So just with a few weeks left um, of the month, we're offering these special discounts. Give us a call at 314 721 Four six five three. That's three one four seven two one golf. We're located in Chesterfield, Clayton, and De pair Ten coaches ready to assist. So uh, now's the best time to call. Again, our August sale going on, up to twenty percent off. Give us a call. Appreciate it, Jay. Thanks for having me.
1: Great stuff, Justin. Thank you for adding that to the uh, Golf with Jay Delsing show. We've got a whack and jay segment that's going to be very fun. Um, they're playing the second round of the playoff series at Medina Country Club Medina number no. 2. Have you ever played Medina number no. 2 in Chicago?
2: Didn't we play it uh, in college we played we Medina did. I think in the morning and we Butler did. in the afternoon we and we were all wo out after those uh, woe two, out, two and we had no balls.
1: We had no golf balls. Left. No,
2: golf balls left. no, no. It, it was so much fun though playing yep. those two great golf courses, but I remember they yep. beat us up. We were I was all hardly in the death. in the mindset to play a tournament the next day after just getting Beat to death on those two why, golf courses.
1: Why we ever thought 36 holes on those two monsters was a good idea? Well, because we wanted the toy,
2: opportunity. Baby. you know. And, yeah. and remember, Coach had some spectacular round once upon a time in, was it a U.S. Open or a PGA? Yeah. He shot 62 or 64, yeah. the little pro. So, he, so says, he had to play that. So he says, no, I, uh, no, he I saw the score. It was up on the wall in a corner behind some someplace or something like that. that anyway, it was cooler. spectacular. No, the score he shot once upon a time there yeah. was absolutely one of the all-time great great rounds
1: yep that's right um we've added this whack and chase component to our show and everywhere i go people are saying to me what you know what what is the deal with this and and i know we're not going to do this until the the 19th hole but you know it's it's formulated after the the popular um series car talk and the brothers you know click and clack uh it's, it's really been fun. It's, Just, it's, it's
2: fun stuff. And then we get to hear other people's stories. We hear constantly, what do people like about the show? They like to hear stories. So we get to hear other people's stories. We interject our stories. We pull... You know, one of the favorite things a couple of weeks ago, we asked one of the uh, call-ins, what's the best shot you ever had? It was 10 minutes before. he remembered he had a hole-in-one once know, about a I time. Know, I so know. it's just funny on, on like, how, how people's minds yeah. are working, and and, it, and it's just been a fun... I got a
1: great question for you about okay. Medina, story about Medina. Okay. Tell the listeners about when you were working for NBC, our buddy Tom Randolph yep. and, and Tommy Roy, and that whole, the whole you know Roger Mulpey. For, for the one, Ryder Cup. For the Ryder yeah. Cup, and tell them about the Steve Stricker... Coming down the stretch at uh, 17. And you mean just that he, how he kind of, yep. you know, yeah, what a him.
2: great player Steve Stricker is. And, and, I, and, and a, had, a
1: huge, a big friend, a great guy. We've played of with him
2: before. Yep, I don't know him hardly at all except a little bit tiny bit through you, but yep. I've always been a fan. I'm still a fan. He's still a great player. But, boy, that's one of those situations, and that's what the Ryder Cup does to people. It's that next level of pressure that these guys simply are not used to. Steve Stricker is such a great player to begin with, but around the greens is spectacular. He had a medium to very easy chip on the on the 17th hole. It's one of those things. A little just, over the green, right, Paul? Yeah, downhill slightly, but nothing dramatic. But just kind of bump it on the green yep. or maybe on the fringe and let it let roll out. You can hit it
1: almost too hard and too high, and it's going to be fine. Yep. It's, it's, it yep. was
2: pretty much just um, not a funnel, but I mean. It's, How was the lie? I was. Six feet from it. I know he you was, were. He was good to very good. It, it, for for his skill level, it was a little downhill for sure, but he clearly knows how to handle that. And I'm thinking, he's got this. And boy, Or he might make it. Could. He could. But, boy, did he just kind of gun, sh- gun it a little bit. Now, again. You don't want to leave it there, but he's not normally thinking that. But that's why I love – we talk about this all the time. That's why I love the Ryder Cup. That's why I love the FedEx playoffs at the end of the year. That's right. It puts these guys in a situation that even the best aren't used to, that, 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 that tweaks them. And out of that comfort zone, sometimes they excel, and in this case, unfortunately. And I think he said that hurt him for a long time. He knows that was a tough pill to swallow, that miss.
1: Well, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. By the bit. way,
2: just quickly, he pured it off the tee to get to there. No question. He like extra pured it, and that's why are hurt So far, right. And we're going so, to talk a
1: little bit about this after yeah. the, our interview with uh, Bones Mackay because he talks a little bit about the Ryder Cup, and that Ryder Cup specifically yes. when Phil got paired with Keegan Bradley. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. Folks, the On the Range, On the Range segment is going to be – A little shorter this week because of these interviews, so hang in there with us. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Come back for the front nine.
4: Doster, Olem, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olem, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, doster Olem, and boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster-Oleman-Boyle LLC, extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.
1: I want to welcome my newest sponsor to Golf with Jay Delsing. It's Golf Discount. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for its golf equipment since 1976. Golf Discount has been and still is locally owned. They employ the most experienced staff you'll find anywhere. There are two locations, one in South County just off of Lee Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount fits your custom equipment to your swing using the -the state-of-the-art GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures that perfect fit that you're looking for. Go to Golf Discount for all your golfing needs. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center a large pool complex, three tennis courts, a year-round social calendar. That is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members' tournaments. Bummer and the staff out of Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. <laughs> Welcome back. This is golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here to bring you the segment we call the front nine. Um, we've got a killer interview, at least in my opinion. I hope you enjoy it. This I totally is agree. Jim Bones McKay. Gosh, Jim, longtime friend, um, Always had a really great rapport with you, and um, man, what a career you had! Well, first of all, thanks for joining me.
5: Yeah, thanks, Jay. It's a pleasure to be with you.
1: So, Bones, I just you know, googling you a little bit. Uh, you know, we started out. I, I guess we've probably known each other for shoot close to twenty-five or thirty years. Um,
5: yeah, I would, I would say close to thirty. I
1: can I can remember when you started caddying. I think you started caddying for Miser Larry Mize and. Um, you know Scott Simpson a little bit. I can remember you hanging around, just talking to you. You were one of the taller guys. I was tall. We just kind of hung out and talked together before you even met Phil. I can remember those days.
5: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, 1990, and uh, you know the time flies by, as you know. And uh, yeah, it was uh, as you say. I can remember uh, being paired with you at the uh, at the Kemper Open there at the at Avenel and, <laughs> and, and other other situations like that. So it's. It's something that sticks in your mind, but it's it's great to have friends, you know, that, uh and relationships that last as long. Well.
1: well, it really is, and I gotta tell you what um what a career you've had. When I when I when I look at um you and Phil, you catched for Phil for twenty five years, five major championships. I think Bones, is this right? Twelve Ryder Cup appearances and twelve Presidents Cup appearances.
5: actually it was eleven of each. The- um, 11 of he's each. gone on now to to make one more so he's he's on a he's on a run of 24 i guess that would be um an incredible run and and he, yeah you know when i went to work for him in 1992 my only goal is a caddy because as you know jay you don't know how long your caddy career is going to last and, and what's going to happen there's there's no job security in it so you know, you just you just take what you can and you appreciate every minute of it. When I went forth, for I wanted to work in one Ryder Cup. That was my goal in in caddying for Phil, and I ended up working 11 straight for him. So that was uh, a, a tremendous uh, you know pleasure for me. And and you know I can't say enough about that tournament itself, the Ryder Cup, and you know all that goes along with it, and uh, all the other tournaments I was lucky enough to go to.
1: Uh, bones and you know the way that phil plays i just think of all the different shots is there any Ryder cup experiences that stand out in your mind with um oh man either i mean so so 11 of them you played half uh across the pond and the other half over here and it's just remarkable how much the Ryder cup has grown in popularity because even even when we both started on tour um i was you know five years ahead of you but the Ryder Cup was just kind of a, eh, you know, it, it was until they included, you know, all of Europe uh, on their side, it, it really didn't become what it is today.
5: Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, when they all of a sudden had Chevy playing <laughs> the European team, and Bernhard Langer, things changed quickly. And, and, and I think certainly America, you know, the U.S. was winning virtually They there for quite some time. And, and then in the 80s, things changed dramatically and uh and, and, and you know and, and golf is the big beneficiary of that if you ask me uh you know when you have these incredibly competitive rider cups and and, and there's so much passion and so much that goes into it that you know it just kind of fuels the fire of it being such a great event and you know i tell people all the time that you know to me part of what makes golf so great as a sport is the fact that you get an event like this where guys they're, you know, they're not only not making any, you know, a dollar from playing in this, you know, they're changing their schedule. They're flying in their parents and their friends, you know, at, at great cost. And and, and and anybody would in that situation. But it just speaks, I think, for how great golf is that, that, that they're arguably the one of, if not the most premier events of the sport is one where there's absolutely no prize money. You're just doing it for the love of your country and your your continent and, and for your, representing your tour. And as you know, Jay, I mean, guys will move heaven and earth to make those teams because they just mean so much. And you know, it, it's I've done every single one since 1993, and you just, I just can't get enough of it. I think it's an amazing event.
1: Yeah, it's it's really special. I I would concur as a player. I never made it to a team, but of all the things I'd like to do or would have liked to have done, that would be at the top of the list. Bones, is there anything that sticks out in your mind? Any? uh any part of the Ryder Cup lore that's most special to you?
5: It, it, it would take me hours to answer that question <laughs> because there's so much, Jay. I mean, you know, it, 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 the great thing about the Ryder Cups is you can go there and have an amazing week on, on a week where you don't win. And certainly, you know, I was on, you know, caddying on, you know, Phil on teams where there were several losses, but. You know, I was on the first tee in, in I think 2006, the first match on Friday with Phil and Chris DeMarco, when Darren Clark came to the tee in the first event. I think basically that he played in certainly in the first Ryder Cup um, after losing his wife, and you know it was one of the most emotional things I've ever seen in my life. Where you know you're playing this incredible event, and 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 he comes to. You know the first tee to just you know a thunderous reception. Everybody you know was well aware of what he and his family had, had 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 been going through for for months and years. And and you know walked on the tee and hugged both of the American players and and then hit it straight down the middle, hit it to ten feet and birdied the first hole. And it was like one of the loudest roars I've ever heard. And you know you can't you can't obviously put a price tag on something like that. It you know we went on and got our butts kicked that week and. You know, you know that's that's fine. I mean, everybody gave it their absolute all, but just to be a part of that uh, scene, if you will, or, or excuse me, you know, witnessing that 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 going on, it was it was an honor to be there. And you know, there were you know dozens dozens more great uh, you know stories you know throughout the Rider Cups that I was lucky enough to be at.
1: Yeah, Bones. What a stupid question. That's kind of like asking you which one of your kids you like the best. Uh, you, you've got all <laughs> the, you know. You've got all those beautiful memories in there, and it. We'll just wait for the book to come out. But um, I can remember talking to Corey Pavin when he played his first uh, Ryder Cup match, and he was playing with Lanny, and he was hitting the first and the alternate shot, the four ball, and they announced him on the first tee, and he literally told me he didn't think he could get the ball to stay on the tee, his hands were shaking so much, you know? And so yeah. when you think about what these great players have been through, and that does that to them, that it shows you what it means to them.
5: No question. Um, one of my favorite Cup stories happened in uh, 2012 in Chicago at Medina, which was Keegan Bradley's first Cup, and he and Phil were going to play together. And uh, basically, you know, it was ultimate shot. So I'm out in the fairway you know, forecadding if you will, wait for Keegan to drive it off the first tee and kind of do my caddy thing. And he drove it, and I couldn't pick the ball up in the sky. And I realized, you know, after a couple of seconds, I had no idea where this ball was. And I I, I heard something out of it, you know, in, in my hearing, if you will, and saw something on my peripheral vision and realized that Keegan had driven it so far, the ball was basically closer to the green than it was to me. And <laughs> he just you know, Somewhere, you know, around 350, 60 yards, you know, just incredibly jacked up. And so we played a couple of holes, whatnot, We're out there in this match. I can't remember who they're playing. And Keegan comes over to me on the third or fourth hole and says to me, what happened on number one? I go, what do you mean what happened on number one? You hit one of the longest strides I've ever seen. Anyway, long story short, he had completely blacked out. the the pressure was so intense. There was so much going on. He could not remember what had happened on the hole He played an hour before. So (laughs) again, you get, you know, it just speaks for what these guys go through physically and emotionally. And and again, what an amazing event it is.
1: Yeah, man, that is incredible. And it is really remarkable when you think about the situations you've been in and what it does to you and how you respond. And sometimes, you know, it's surprising. I'm in the few tournaments that I've won, you know, I can remember a certain calm coming over me and in a situation where I'm thinking, man, there's no way I should be calm, you know, and you can, you can do these things and it's, it's uh, remarkable bones. What do you think the best or the most important thing a caddy can do for a player? I mean, one of the things I want to talk to a little bit about is it, to me, you and Phil had something that nobody else had at the time. Now, on the on the tour today, it looks like the players talk about team concept. My team, my player. You know, Greller and and Jordan, Michael Greller and Jordan Spieth, kind of created that that neat unit out there. But you and Phil had that, man. To me, talk a little bit about that, and and. Um, um, I think it's really a, a great thing that the that the caddies are starting to get more recognition, and obviously making more money.
5: Yeah, thanks. You know, well, yeah, it, it's 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 the whole caddy thing's. Uh, it, it's a fascinating dynamic, as as you know and as you just said. And you know, in terms of what a caddy can bring, uh, the most important okay, thing a caddy can bring other than the obvious, which is to be incredibly prepared, having to walk the course, you know, know your player. I think, you know, one of the things I tell people when they ask me that question is, is that the, the, the caddies got to not be afraid to disagree with the player. And, and in doing so, you know, it, it's one thing to disagree, you know, when you're in 43rd place playing in Palm Springs and, and nobody cares. But it's it's equally, you know, if not more important to not be afraid to disagree with your player when you're playing at the black the back nine of Augusta on Sunday. And, you know, it's the easiest thing, it's a, it's an easy trap to sometimes fall in as a caddy just to, you know, love everything your player loves. I love seven iron well, I do too. And I think, you know, the best the best caddies out there are, are certainly guys that, you know, know enough about what's going on, know enough about their player, know enough about the fact that he's got all this adrenaline pumping through his body that no, you know, I don't like seven. I think you can get eight there and, 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 in a sense, be able to back it up. I mean, I think one of the, the qualities a lot of good caddies have is the ability to make their point in very few words. You know, there's no question, and we, we saw it a lot this past week with Shane Lovett, you're going to get into these extended conversations about targets and about wind and stuff like that. But on those occasions where you don't necessarily agree with your player, you've, in a sense, got to back it up. And, you know, if you can turn him and say, you know, I like 8 here because you hit one 167 yards on Thursday in a similar temperature with a similar wind, it gives the player that much more confidence in, in what it is you're saying to him. So, you know, I think that those are, you know, some of the, you know, it's again, a long conversation that old caddies can bring to the table, certainly confidence. I and mean, you look at a guy like Joe LaConne, accounting for Tiger Woods this year, and there was this great story about them on 16. You know, they're looking to ultimately get in the lead after Molinari made double on uh, 15 of Augusta this year, and Tiger hits it to a foot and a half. They're on 16, and Tiger brings them in them for the read.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know, we'd, we'd grab a caddy. I mean, just from a pay standpoint, Bones, it was almost insulting. You know, I grew up as a caddy, so it was a hell of a lot more than I was making. But, I mean, we were just bag-toters, you know, and we'd just show up and get, get paid a little money, but... um just the whole Tiger Woods effect, and you know, Phil had something to do with that, and, and, and you're part of that that uh, discussion as well, but I just never thought, gave it much thought bones about what the game and the tour would look like, you know, 15 years down the road or 10 years down the road, and to look at what these guys are enjoying, the stages, just the, from a hospitality standpoint, but just what the golf courses look like, and the spectators and the amount of people just remarkable
5: Well, it is i mean you know we were laughing over over a beer recently about you know what golf would look like in this day and age if tiger woods would have played soccer you know and <laughs> and you know you know he changed everybody's life out there uh you know for the better and and you know uh, you know you, you can't thank the guy enough for it but to your point everything got so much bigger and better certainly the purses but so much more than that after he came out in 96 and you know you factor in things like tv contracts and and whatnot but you know the reality is you know whether you're the second best player of that generation or the 200th best player of that generation i mean you know we all you know got to stay in nicer hotels and, and, and enjoy a better lifestyle because of what tiger brought to the table and what he did for the game and and again you know with the popularity of it, and, and I was fortunate enough to see it on, on many of occasions, you know, whether it's the Masters or, you know, I remember one year Phil and, and Tiger played together on a Saturday or a Sunday at the, at the Buick Open in Flint, Michigan, and that neither one of them was going to win the tournament. They were probably in 20th or 30th, but there was a blimp shot uh, of somebody took a camera up there and took a blimp shot of the golf course, and it basically seemed like virtually everybody at the tournament that day, they showed a shot of the property, was following this group. Uh, of tiger and phil and 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 certainly it's it's you know tiger was the guy that 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 stirred the drink that kind of drove the bus if you will and and what he did for everybody out there is just something you can't you know calculate or put into numbers but we're all incredibly grateful for it and you know to me when you go to you know even like the Ryder cup last year as big as that event has gotten we've discussed that and you see the incredible first tee with the stands I think that could help several thousand people behind the first tee I think okay. that also is, yeah it's incredible I mean you know i, 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 I you know it's hard to put a, a finger on you know all the areas that it ultimately affected be it you know folks in the media or the officials or, or, or what have you but you know again you just can't thank the guy enough and and I think that's why, you know, other than the obvious, why his win at Augusta this year was just so popular. People were just so happy for him. And he's had all these issues physically. And uh, to, just to see him kind of conquer those and have the surgeries work out and win in the fashion he did. And I'm sure, to, you know, that's why he reacted the way he did there on 18 Green. It was I think something that put a big smile on a lot of people's faces.
1: Well, that's going to wrap up the front nine. We're going to take a pause for a moment. You can hear from some of the cool folks that sponsor us at Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. But don't go anywhere because we're going to wrap up this interview with Bones Mackay on the back nine.
2: Quick note, we just got a call from our friend Joe Schieser at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%, and if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, He'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314-628-2015. The iconic
1: Tony Penna Golf brand returns for a new generation of golfers. Featuring the revival of the classic Iomatic series, Tony Penna Golf Equipment features classic old-school designs combined with all of the latest in modern technology. Tony Penna Persimmon Wood drivers were used to win more major championships than any other brand from the 1960s through the 1980s. Some of the great players that played Tony Penna Woods were Jack Nicklaus, Lee Trevino, Sevi Ballesteros, Tom Watson, and Nick Faldo. Tony Penna Golf Equipment returns offering the finest in tour quality golf equipment at factory direct pricing. Visit TonyPennaGolf.com today and play the brand used by some of golf's greatest players. Tony Penna Golf, the legendary brand, back and better than ever. Check it out at T-O-N-E-Y-P-E-N-N-A golf.com.
4: Are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out year-round? Make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftechcom Louis. Play better. Swing Better Golf Tech.
1: Do you folks know about a third-generation jeweler that's been operating in the St. Louis area since 1946? Well, if you haven't heard the name Sutley before, you have now. They are the premier hearts-on-fire dealer in the metropolitan region and have been for more than 20 years. What's the hearts-on-fire diamond? It is the world's most perfectly cut stone. The Sutleys are knowledgeable and passionate about jewelry. They're open six days a week. They want to develop a relationship so that they can meet all of your jewelry needs. They have famous designers like Lagos, Zengani, and Simon G., just to name a few. Whether it's a Hearts on Fire diamond or any piece of jewelry, please visit the Sutley family. They're located at Lamp and Lantern Village on Clayton Road, just west of 141 in town and country. Or you can go see them at saettele.com.
0: After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now, back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. The Back
4: 9 is brought to you by Tony Pena Golf Company. The iconic Tony Pena Golf brand is back for a new generation of golfers with the revival of the classic iOmatic series. Visit TonyPenaGolf.com today.
1: Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got my favorite caddy and buddy John here with me, and we are heading to the back nine. And before we do that, probably we got to thank Whitmore Country Club. They are the title sponsor here at the Golf with Jay Delsing show. You join at uh, Whitmore, you get 90 holes of golf. Um, you also get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and card fees are included in that membership. There are three tennis courts out there, a large pool complex, 24-hour fitness center, no food and beverage minimums, no assessments. This is what we've talked about, a place that helps grow the game. You drop your kids off. There's a kid's club where your kids can they can go play golf. They can hang out with other kids. They can go to swim. They can do video games. You can go out and have a drink with your wife, have dinner, go play golf. There's... Um, the year-round social calendar out there is great. Holiday parties are really, really fun. There's picnics, date nights, live music all the time. Junior golf, junior tennis, swim teams are available. It's just a family-friendly atmosphere. It's something that you want with a family. It's a place you want to hang out with, hang out at. And you've got to go see Bummer. Bummer Berry's in the golf shop. He's a terrific guy. Assistant pro. He'll help you with your game. Answer any questions you have. He's a friend of the show. He's been on the show. We will have him on again. Um, he'll, he'll run golf leagues for you. There are skin games, members, tournaments, couples, events, you name it. This is a place you want to join. You're looking for a place to hang out? Enjoy yourself. Go play a little golf. Get your game in shape Woodmore Country Club. 636-926-9622. All right, we are going back, and we are going to wrap up the interview that I had with Jim Bones Mackay. You know, Bones, one of the things that's interesting about Tiger, and you're a guy that's had both knees replaced in 2016, and and I want to talk about your transition to the TV because you're doing a great job, and this perspective you're giving me and my listeners today, you're being able to kind of portray that on TV, and that's not an easy thing. But, you know, when you overcome injury and you've got this pain and stuff like that, and you saw Tiger swing up until – he got his back fused, and I'm like, there's no way in hell he can compete with today's player. And then he gets this back surgery, and all of a sudden the door's open again.
5: Yeah, it's crazy. And, and you know, just goes to show what well, a lot of heart and, you know, being as mentally tough as he is and certainly, you know, physically forever there. He was, you know, by far the best player in the game in terms of his ball striking, short game putting and all that stuff. And, but But, you know, to your point, you know, here, here he is this past April, and, you know, I'm sure it's, it's tough for him to get, get to a level where he hit it like he used to, but it, it's more than good enough. I mean, he obviously wins the Tour Championship last year in Atlanta on one of the best ball-striking golf courses the PGA Tour goes to, a course where you absolutely can't fake it and just dominates the event, in a sense, on Sunday and, and wins. And then there he is at Augusta doing his thing. So, you know, the guy, you know, he, he's the most, competitive person I've ever met and 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 has this you know just incredible sense of uh of the moment if you will and 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 that big stage that he just loves to be on and you know I I had a chance I think we were paired with him at Augusta the year he won his fourth straight major there in in 2000 or 2001 and won his team you know watching him certainly in in, in that phase of his career but then again excuse me then later on now to, to way he does it, the way he manages his game and he doesn't make mistakes and ultimately gets to the finish line. The way he did to Augusta, it's just an incredible decision. You know, people can't get enough of it and I I certainly hope he's got many more years of that ahead of him.
1: Yeah, I do too. I mean, bonus to your point there, he is definitely doing it in a different fashion, but I've never met or seen a competitor that doesn't give up on any play. So, you know, if Tiger's got a 200-foot putt for double bogey, he's got every uh, ounce of blood, sweat and tears in this thing. And it's just, an it's not an easy thing to do.
5: Exactly. I mean, you look at some of the victories that he's had over the course of his career. And I remember one year, I think he won at Torrey Pines. He made the cut on the number and then shot something in the low sixties on Saturday, went on to win the tournament. And then the year he won a uh, pebble, I think coming back to meet Matt Gogel when he held the wedge shot on 15. I mean, he was that guy that showed up, you know, on Sunday, seven or eight back. And, was absolutely sure he could still win the tournament, which I think is a quality not many people have, if any. And, uh, it, it, you know, there was nothing he couldn't do. And, of course, when you see that name creeping up the leaderboard, it, it, it can have a funny effect on some of the guys ahead of him. And, uh, and you know, that's that's how you up with 80-something victories.
1: I've been fortunate enough to do a little bit of this with uh, a little bit of commentary work with Fox and PGA Tour Live. And you went straight to NBC uh, you got your. I think you got your your knees done first, right? Didn't you get your knees done in 2016? That's a big deal having both at the same time. I'm yeah. assuming.
5: Yeah, I got them done late 16, and then went to work for uh, for NBC in uh, in uh, July of the next year in 17.
1: So talk a little bit about that transition. I mean, it's it's one thing. I'll I'll say this for me. I I love the fact that I can still be connected to the game when I do the the TV, but it's still not quite the same. You know it's just not the same as having those clubs in your hand or being in in the in the game, so to speak,
5: well, you're right, you know when I went to work there, note of a gay who I worked with told me that the toughest part to your point, Jay is you know it's gonna take a while to get over the fact that you're not part of the competition anymore and 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 certainly he's right, and you're right uh, uh so I'm two years in now and and it's it's just now getting easier, but uh you know, it's uh, it, it, it as you say. You you can't make a difference out there in terms of you know, you know, from a caddy perspective, you know, af- affecting somebody positively. You know, talking a guy into a good club or or just doing you know one of the the hundred little things that caddies do to make their players' lives easier. So um, yeah, that that's that's a that's a big transition, as you say, and and uh, I I can totally understand with what you're saying and what note note ultimately told me that uh, it takes a while to get past that.
1: Bones, you have a knack for being able to talk about the stuff that you see, and, and I think that's a gift. Um, and what I mean by that is you'll 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 pick up a nuance that a player and a caddy are going through because of your experience and then be able to relay that on the TV. Are you aware? Is that something that this just comes natural for you? Is, was that kind of set? Was, were you told, hey, you know, h- h- let me just ask, how the hell do you do that so well?
5: <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you know, I think that certainly after 28 or nine years of listening to other people's conversations, be it other players and caddies, you you, you have a, a knack for, for what certain things mean. And the great thing for me, and, and and I'm sure for you, when you do it for Fox is these microphones now that, that pick up the player caddy conversations, I'm able to ultimately hear those through my, through my headphones, if you will. And, and, and I can kind of pick apart what they're talking about or maybe the, you know, the discussion they're having relative to wind or a club selection and hopefully relay that to the, to the people watching at home. So that's fun for me. And, you know, I, I was covering Rory last week at uh, at the British Open and his quest on Friday there at, at Port Rush to, to make the cut. And uh, it, it, it was just fascinating, you know, you know, listening to him. I think he got caught a little bit between clubs there on, on 18 to a tough left hole location. And, and uh, it's fun, you know, being able to talk about, uh, you know, that high level situation that those guys are in right there where there's a huge difference between, you know, hitting that smooth seven or that hard hooky eight and uh, hopefully being able to relay that to the viewer.
1: Yeah, no, you, you do a great job of it. I gotta, I just gotta ask one more thing. I'll tell you a quick story. My first event, the U S open at chambers Bay. I'm out on the back nine with Sergio Adam Scott and Dustin Johnson. And I mean, it is a rockstar group, great, hard golf course to walk, almost impossible. Anyway, so we're out there and off we go. And I think they went to me seven or eight times the first day and five of those times my equipment didn't work. And I got back to, and I got back to the hotel boats and I had texts from my brothers like, dude, you're not saying anything. You're not talking. And I'm like, oh man, that is so frustrating.
5: Yeah. Technical difficulties. Yeah. I, I hear you. All. When you're out there as a walker, you're a little bit out there on an island and, uh, you know, certainly if something goes wrong, it takes a, 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 a little while for somebody to get out to you in a case like you're talking about uh, there are chambers. But, uh, yeah, it's it's funny like that. Uh, I I had an incident uh, earlier in my little uh, career with NBC where, where Zinger asked me a question, and, and I answered it, but it didn't come out on the air. But uh, yeah, I tell you what, I, I, the, the folks that we work with doing what we do, it's it's incredible the, the amount of hours that go into uh, – uh, certainly putting on shows like that and, and, and the hundreds of people they have in those television compounds. I'm always blown away, you know, by the amount of work and the intensity that it takes and that uh, they do it as well as they do in terms of the folks behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. Bones, the, 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 the comment, it takes a village. I mean, when I drove into the compound, I'm like, this is a whole city. And it's all based on, you know, everyone working together, trying to put together a show that everybody can enjoy and make it look seamless and easy and and whatever. It's impressive.
5: Absolutely. My first tournament, you know, yours was obviously the U.S. Open. Mine was the British Open in 17. And to your point, when I got out of the van at the television compound my first day there, I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And and as you say, it's like a small little town and and just incredibly hardworking people that have been doing it for years and years and incredibly good at what they do.
1: Yeah, great stuff. Hey, Bones, one last thing. Give us, I know you have two children. You have Emma and you have Oliver, your wife, Jen. Give us a little, uh, just a little update on how your family's doing. I know you live in Scottsdale now, and I know you're a good dad, and I know you're involved with the kids' lives, and juggling all that is not easy, but just, just give us a little uh, update on how everybody's, everything's going.
5: Well, I appreciate you asking. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I've got a tremendous wife and two great kids, Oliver and Emma, who are 15 and 13, and because it gets so kind of ugly hot in Scottsdale this time of year. Uh, sometimes I, ch- I take them on the road with me and we just came back from a three week trip to uh, the uh, Irish Scottish and the open championship. And, you know, you have great memories with your family on the road when you travel and, and uh, at the Irish open this year, this course called La Hinch in, uh, in, in Ireland, it's, it's the surfing capital of the UK. So I was out there, you know, working at La Hinch, doing my thing and my kids were out there in wetsuits surfing and, uh, off the coast of Ireland which is you know something I never thought that uh, my kids would ever get a chance to do or certainly uh, you know even existed so little memories like that go a long way and I'm really grateful for them and it you know frequent flyer miles can certainly come in handy in terms of you know moving your family around a little bit this time of year and spending some time with them so uh, I'm very grateful for them and I'm, I'm grateful for uh, you know for them to be able to spend some time with me sometimes when I'm away from home
1: yeah hey, that's really cool and hey I have frequent flyer miles, and if your kids aren't available, I'm always willing to go over to Ireland or something <laughs> like that to see those places. Uh, I really appreciate you jumping on. I know you're in um you're in Reno this week, so in, enjoy the Montro and that golf course. that's a hell of a golf course to walk and we'll be uh we'll be tuning in, but thanks for joining me.
5: Jay, thanks so much for having me on. Take care of yourself
1: man, I gotta tell you i sat down, did this interview. And, Pearlie, it was like nostalgic all over again. It was so fun. I can remember when Phil came down, amateur at ASU, comes down, we're playing down at Star Pass, which was very sketchy TPC down in Tucson.
2: So as an amateur, he's playing in that PG event. He
1: is a junior in college and just kicks everybody's ass. Yeah. He wins the tournament.
2: And what a funky golf course that was! Funky, you're isn't hitting over it even mountains, close. over rocks, yeah. blind spots Crazy. all over the place.
1: But the fact of the matter is, 156 of the best players in the world were out there playing, and this kid who is a junior that, first I'd never heard of him. I know, I think you had neither at the time, and he just whipped everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. But what is what is bigger to me, and we talked about this last week with Tony Larusa when Tony was on. The passion that Tony had for baseball, the passion that Tony had for life just ran over me. Okay? Same thing here. Bones, he says to me after we do this interview, he probably wouldn't want me to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. He goes, Jay, I've had jet lag. I flew in from the British Open, you know, I was over at uh Royal uh Port Rush, all you know. He goes, I hope I I wanted to sound passionate, and I hope I didn't sound arrogant. And I said, Bones. In the interview he's talking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I said, Bones, oh my gosh, you're so gracious, first of all, saying that. And I, I didn't tell him I was going to mention it, but I knew I'd mention it because it's just going to endear him more to everybody. I said, it's all good, man. It's all good, and your stories are fantastic. And let's just jump right in to the Keegan Bradley story, the Ryder Cup, and Medina before that, though, John, he says in the interview, all I wanted to do, I met him. He was carrying, caddy in for Larry Mice, Scott Simpson, and some of those guys. And then he met Great Phil. Players. Yeah, Great players. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the Major champions. Yep. Each one of them. Yep. And Bowden says, all I wanted to do was caddy in a Ryder Cup. That's all I wanted. And he only caddied in 11 of them. 11 straight.
2: That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. But
1: let's talk about what he says about Keegan Bradley. There's no way... Unless we start relating to that story, that people can come to grips with what these players are going through
2: during the Ryder Cup. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. yeah. no
1: money. You know they're doing this for serious red, white, and blue pride. Mm-hmm. And l- let's not kid ourselves; they're compensated extremely well, so that's not the issue. But this is their time, and Keegan Bradley blacks out.
2: Yeah, when he said he flexed out of the first hole, <laughs> I was there. I, you know, Again, I, I, as you know, I get to work those uh, with, uh, for NBC, and the crowd was going absolutely nuts. And I love the way he described you know, Keegan's drive off the first hole. It was a monster. By the way, he didn't mention the second hole, and I think it was the second hole. Keegan hit it 350, 360, some number up there that they're like, okay, what do we even do from here?
1: I think he was so geeked out yeah. on the adrenaline that he had no idea yeah. what he was capable of. Yeah, and I think Phil had to be a very stabilizing influence there to say, "Dude, we're good, man." But Come he's on. jacked
2: up too. It's it's why I liked doing my little tiny part with with NBC. I think it's why the players like it so much. And again, it's a place where they're out of that comfort zone. I remember years ago, and I can't remember now if it's if it was Oak Hill or Brookline, but Curtis Strange, who was a pick of Lanny Watkins in the in the Ryder Cup, walking down to the first tee. Now here's Curtis multi-U.S. Uh, Open winner and everything else. He's walking down there. Back
1: to back, 88, 89, yeah. This
2: must have been killed then, because that's where... It, it was right, O'Kill, it, because right.
1: he had a disastrous finish with his, in his match against Nick Faldo.
2: Well, he did, but my point is, at the beginning of the tournament, here's a superstar, multiple, multiple major winner, and I'm telling you, I thought he wasn't going to make it to the first tee. I he are. was so nervous. He wouldn't bend his knees coming down this hill, and I'm like, what's going on? That's how nervous this guy was. Right. And he... I watched some of these guys, Jay. They stayed nervous for 18 holes. it oh, was never a calm moment.
1: It is in, it's interesting. You know, Pavin talked to me and, and when we were still friends, a whole other show, when um, he said that he was overplaying in the Belfry, rookie on the Ryder Cup, playing with Lanny, an alternate shot. So Pavin's hitting it off the first tee. saying, so he him from the United States. He said he's so nervous, and I think I mentioned this in a previous show, but he's so nervous he didn't think he could get his ball to stay up on that tee. Yeah.
2: And he's only done that how many times? That almost sounds like one of my dreams, where I lose your bag, or right? there's a wall behind my swing, or something like that. But these guys are these guys are kind of living it. But he did eventually tee it up and play play some pretty good golf.
1: And yeah, he he did just fine. <laughs> he did just fine. Um, yeah, I, managing those nerves and things like that in the heat of the battle are just fantastic. So One and of the
2: things he mentioned too on that, uh, as far as being a great caddy, was most important not to be afraid to disagree.
1: All right, that's what I'm just going to get to. One of my favorite parts of that interview, what is the most important thing that a caddy can do? And give me an example. You you and I had a, ter- well, we have a terrific rapport, period. Mm-hmm. But we had an agreement on the golf course. Yeah. So if I was feeling it, you were like, no problem. But there were several times, and you've told this story online before, we're not going to Reno, so you're going to have to dig something Shoot. else up out of your oh, that's of bucket of crapola over there. But. It's 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 crucially important. And, and, I mean, there has to be that respect between the player and the caddy where you go, all right. Yeah,
2: and again, you and I had an agreement, so we stuck with the agreement. And I didn't care how much I may have hated any given shot. If your body language, your tone of your voice was saying, I, I got this. This is what I want to do. I said yes. If there was an inkling, though, I can remember a chip out at Brown Deer in uh, Wisconsin. You were playing really well. What's that short par four down the hill and the second shots over the, over the creek? over Oh, over uh, 16. Lake. Yep. And you'd pulled the tee shot, unfortunately, over there. Yeah, I had a
1: little cabin over there I wanted to visit because every year I went there, I hit it over there. <laughs> I was there. just hoping you wouldn't God, there, that used to piss there. me off. No, so, no kidding.
2: So you're over there, and, you know, Pearlie, I'm going to chip this over here, and I was just like, Jay, you know, we just just no, Let's no, take a no. different club. Let's chip that thing down. Put it over and, there. And to get it out of there because we'd kind of gone through that before. And so there there was those times to step up and I think I think what helped us was the way he had it agreed upon how we were gonna handle the situations.
1: No question. I gotta ask you one more thing before we get out of this segment. Phil's brother.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is he helping anything? You know, I got the, a can of the gas press. to throw on the fire. Is that but helpful? Yeah, yeah, but here's 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 the plan. Here's the problem from my perspective. Phil had one of the all time great caddies. He did. And anybody almost that's going to grab on the bag after that isn't going to be as good. Right. I don't almost care hardly who it is because no. of the rapport they had. Yep. So, you know, I asked you is there's what's behind the scenes, and you said, you know what, I think they were. It was just time done. Bones had what both knees replaced. Isn't yes. It, so he was kind of done carrying the bag probably. Phil's later in his career, but I can't tell you how many times I see those guys in the golf course now, and that that next level of partnership, if you will, team play, boy, it just doesn't seem to, to get there. He loves his brother. His brother's no a good caddy. That's not what things. we're talking that's, about. He not, loves his brother, of course. But it's right, it, Pearl.
1: I, I I mentioned this to him. They had what they're talking about now 25 years before anybody else When, had they, when you
2: hear people like Spieth say it, the team thing, it's the team. team thing, yep. our team. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Those guys lived it. And to Phil's credit, he gave Bones a lot of credit for that way before it was popular.
1: Yep, he really did. Well, that's going to do it for the back nine, man. That was fun. I really enjoyed that. We could do that more often.
2: Yeah, what? What a great one with Bones. Hopefully, you get him back another time. He need, By the way, he's doing a great job commentating, in my my uh, my opinion too.
1: Uh, that's going to do it for the back nine, as I just said. Uh, don't go anywhere. We got to have an episode of Whack and Chase, yeah, baby. Uh, on the nineteenth hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on One Hundred and One ESPN. Urban Chestnut
4: Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company,
1: St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry, and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom-fit equipment, Go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today.
0: It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub & Grill.
6: Mike Duffy's Pub & Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub & Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986.
1: Well, thanks for staying with us. We just finished 18 holes, and we are headed to our favorite part of the day, the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm Jay here with my buddy, John Perlis. Um, We want to thank Mike Duffy. He's our official um, 19th hole of the the show. And don't forget, August 23rd, the Richmond Heights location, 5 to 7 or later, we might do a little impromptu whack and chase.
2: We're doing a whack and chase.
1: We also got some games. We got some cool stuff we're going to do. Do they do. need to bring their own wedges or are we going to have no, them no, no, a. No, 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 no. I got all that stuff for okay. them. No, okay. no. We're good. We're going to have a. And, and, hey, girls, you're going to be involved in this too. Absolutely. We've got a few clubs for the girls. Um, all right, got to run straight away to this whack and chase. This is a good ep- episode. Mead, what do we have here?
4: Well, guys, the people can't get enough of it. Joe is back and is the next victim on Whack
6: and Chase. Victim, victim victim he
2: is. Joe, hey, thanks for joining us.
6: Glad to join you guys. I have a serious question for you.
2: Where are you from first, Joe? And then tell us what your question is.
6: Uh, Right here in St. Louis. I've been playing golf for 50 years. And all of a sudden, I have a terrible affliction in my game. Uh Uh-oh. What is it? What is (laughs) it, Joe?
1: (laughs) It sounds like you need an ointment or something.
6: (laughs) I've seen doctors and psychiatrists. And bartenders, and uh, you guys are my last hope.
2: <laughs> that that you're you're in desperate straits. There's no question. Well, there. I
1: personally like the way you've run through the trained professionals. You know, doctors, uh-huh. psychiatrists. You know, I like to know where we stand. And bartenders. Yeah, that's very good.
6: Very good. I, I've tried everything. I've been playing for fifty years, and all of a sudden, about fifteen years ago, I acquired a serious affliction. And um, I I can't stop it. I got all the way down to about a six or seven handicap, and now I'm up to 12. And it all happened on one day, 15 years ago, and I was standing on the uh, on the fringe trying to do a little chip shot, and uh, an attorney behind me hit into me, and I bladed the ball across the green.
3: <laughs> Did, you the Did you sue? Did you
6: sue? Well, it was the worst feeling in my whole life. I almost killed a guy on the next hole that was trying to go down the fairway. And um, this attorney came up and he apologized to me. And I looked at him closely and I realized it was um, my ex-wife's divorce (laughs) (laughs) attorney. What's the statute of limitations
2: on that? Because I think you got a case.
6: I don't. Uh, I would like to sue him, but he's out of practice right now for obvious reasons. After all the money he made off of me, he retired, bought a golf course in the Bahamas. This guy absolutely killed me. And ever since then, every time I'm trying to chip the ball from five or six feet off the green, I bladed across the green, thinking that there's an attorney on the next pole that's going <laughs> to scream, not for, but I object. <laughs> <laughs> this guy killed my game. He killed me. He ruined my life. And now I'm a 12 handicap. I'm seeking. Well, Professional that's... help. <laughs> Been through <a> rehab twice. <laughs> and nothing seems to cure me. Can you guys please My help me? My headphones went out. Wait
2: a second right now. We got technical difficulties. Uh, we're good. So, Joe, we had some technical difficulties. But, wow, right in the middle of your complete <laughs> call out of desperation, the, the confidence so, you have in us is way overfounded. So, the first thing I need
1: to ask you, are you up to date on your alimony payments?
6: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm behind on my dues at Lauraville. <laughs> <it> <laughs> I <laughs> uh, wanted to pay the attorney hoping that I would get my stroke back.
2: Oh man, I um <laughs> well somehow you have a good sense of humor about it, but I, I'm pretty sure it's far deeper than a mechanical issue. I mean this this goes beyond the emotional side. This is right down in the pit of your soul. Yeah, is your ex wife
6: still alive? I hope not. <laughs> And the attorney's good, too.
1: <laughs> I think that's the best we can hope for.
2: <laughs> what
6: What do you think
2: would make you feel better,
6: Joe? Well, first, as Shakespeare said, we kill all the attorneys. <laughs> okay. Second of all, Jay and John, you got to help me stop yipping the ball across the green. Every time I draw back the club, I'm waiting for an attorney to yell, Four, and then I blade it across the green. Do I wear earmuffs? Do I um, start putting from the rough? What do I need to do to stop yipping the ball across the green?
1: I think you should only wear the earmuffs in July and August. <laughs> you know, just to make sure you're sweating a little bit with it's no the, warm. if the, if the, if you're really concerned. If it's really happening, what you're
2: doing is—what re- do you mean it's really happening? This poor guy's bearing his soul on radio here. It's really happening. Well,
6: it's re- oh, okay, that's the so... Worst things ever happen to me. You talk about what's the name of your show? Dump and Chase, <laughs> Whack and, chase whack and chase, Joe. and Joe. chase, whack and chase, Whack and Chase. That's what I did when I was single. Now that I am remarried... married, <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs>
2: I can't even breathe over here. Oh, man. Uh, We need to give him a different thought, though. I mean, this is seriously seriously a psychology type of thing. So he's got that possibility of something popping in his head. As we know, you can only think of one thing at a time. Right. So, what should he be thinking? What should, when he gets up over every chip, knowing what's coming, right, in this, 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 Years of alimony and, and <laughs> hatred and, 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 and hurt and pain. Bitterness and, and, and resentment. Bitterness and resentment. One of the all-time great lines. What's the line? Joe, we got to come up, and you can help us. What's the line that you would rather replace? Oh, God, where's the, where's the attorney type of thing? What's the line that you should replace in your head that would be, be synonymous with a smooth, flowy, solid chip?
6: Um, if my opponent would say, that's good, Joe. Pick it up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, one problem we've got here, obviously, you went from a 6 to a 12. That means you're getting six more shots and you still can hit the golf ball. So most likely, they're not going to give you any uh, any break on that. You're, they're not liking you as, at a 12, is my guess. So,
1: Joe, does does this thing come into play when you're in the rough or in a tight lie or both? Or just when it matters? <laughs>
6: It happens every single hole. If Uh-oh. I miss the green, I, I roll off into the rough. I have to pull out a wedge, and I have to lob this thing up there. And I'm looking over my shoulder, waiting for the judge to say, uh, answer the question, please. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. behind on child support. <laughs> I find you guilty. Well, I, and I, then I blade it across the green.
2: I think I think something. Jay, how does this sound? Um I forgive you? Wow. Wow. I mean, that's wow. a joke. Could you do that? Are you are you at the point in your life where you could say, I forgive
6: you? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. <laughs> uh, okay, in that, in
1: that uh, case, let's get a new wedge.
6: Okay, I'm just kind of. I, it's so it's well. so I think it's
2: deeper than that. Come on, let's come up with a line. So that that line's not going to work. What's the line that will replace that other automatic response in his head? Well,
1: the thought, the thought is what's what what you're talking about. We've we've done this before with the mental side of the game and and everything. We've got to start thinking about where you want the ball to go and not how. And the fact where you're you're kind of. Thinking this this whole thing is going to come in, and you have like a flinch motion. We've we've got to try. I don't think so, Jay.
2: You, you I said it guess. before. We've got years. Guess. We have years of bitterness yeah. and resentment here. We have yeah. to come up. What do you with think of bowling? Well, I think we no. got to come up with some <laughs> some line that Joe, you know, I I, I I I hate you, and I'll never forgive you, and then he hits the chip. Yeah. Okay. No. Let instead of the forgiveness thing, yeah. let's just go. Hey, 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 buddy, I'm no. out of money. I'm out of money and hit the chip. I'm out of money. I like I'm that. Out of money. I think that fits. How
1: about that?
6: I think that fits. You've got all my money. I like that better. I like that better. You like took my money. Please take my golf club <laughs> and my misery.
2: You've got my money. You own me and then hit the chip. Yeah, I think that's what I you try. should do. Right, let's do us I think there's a, a little pace to that. You got my money. Hit and, the chip.
1: Uh, hit the chip. And now, Joe, this is how we end all of our whack and Chase segments. All
0: right.
1: If we help you. Tell everyone you know. Send them Christmas. Put it in your Christmas card. Tell everyone you know. If you still uh-huh. skull this ball across the green, tell them we never met.
6: All right. I promise. I hope the next time I scull the ball across the green, it hits an attorney right in the head.
2: I do, too.
6: Come on, now. You got
2: your new line. You got your new line. Get up there. You got all my money. You get up there. You ready to hit that chip? You got all my money. Know what chip you want to hit, like Jay said, and then as you're swinging the chip, you got all my money and then just live with it. And you got all my money. Let us what let us know how it <laughs> sounds that like works. a country great, song. Joe. It's a great country right. song. There's a rhythm to it. Joe, thanks well, for coming right. in.
6: Thanks for the call, Joe. Well, thank Joe. you very much, guys. And absolutely, you've been no help at all. <laughs> well, I don't OMG. know, MG.
2: <laughs> that was the whack and chase. That's what we've been building
6: for oh, right man, there.
1: that was good. Well, you know what? It, it, we're out of time. We are absolutely oh out of time. You mead, got all my money. You got, got out out of all my everything. Money. We're out of we're out of brain cells. We're out of uh, we're out of laughter. I can't Joe laugh anymore. Us. The me, thanks for keeping us uh, on track here, Pearly. Thanks for being with us, uh, St. Louis. Thank you for listening and um, hit them straight, St. Louis.
0: That was golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime. You can find all of Jay's shows at one hundred and one espncom dot com, as well as at jdelsongolf dot com.